Welcome to Health Over Hype. I'm your host, Steve Gast, and this is the show where we're going to cut through all that crazy advice that's online right now, those TikTok videos telling you to eat 20 bananas a day and do upside down push-ups. We don't need any of that. We're talking to real health and fitness experts, and they're going to be giving you long-term sustainable tips for a sharp mind, a happy body, and a healthy lifestyle. What a show we have for you today. This was awesome. Just a great talk with health and mindset coach Lori Lee. And we are digging deep into health habits, how they're formed all the way back to grade school. We're going to talk about the big decision that transformed Lori's life forever and the three magic questions that are going to change everything. This show starts now. Welcome to the show. We have got such a big episode today. I am freaking over the moon because we have got Lori Lee. I just want to, if you've not heard of Lori Lee yet, holy cow. Lori Lee is a holistic fitness trainer, startup leader, wellness and leadership content creator, published author, podcast host, a self-described type A, high energy, ambitious business, girly goal smasher. Lori, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. I believe I wrote that in, intro. I, I made you rattle off a few things, didn't I? <laughs> I sure made my job really easy, but but in <laughs> fair, I will back up every single word that, that we just said there because Lori is the real deal. Um, this podcast is basically going to be a commercial for her podcast, <laughs> the Holistic Fitness <laughs> Podcast, um, because it's so fantastic. It's I've listened to a couple episodes now and like immediately after I listen to one of your episodes, I'm forwarding it on. Um, like I got a buddy going through a breakup. So I'm like sending the relationship Yes, uh, one. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm part of my sister's as a, uh, she's a mentor for a bunch of crafty girls on uh, Facebook. Mm. And so like, uh, the interview you did with, um, the self-made millionaire blanking on her name, but, uh, yes, that might've uh, been Amy, Amy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I sent uh, that link out to that group and already getting a lot of positive feedback on that. So yeah, you're definitely backing up everything that you're doing. Um, so Lori, I do want to, we're going to dive into your story in a bit, but I did want to tackle one word, uh, that I think it's thrown around a lot, uh, first, mm. um, because this podcast is all about getting past the hype and the, the, the noise that's online and, and really getting into practical things that can help. So that word is holistic. Yes. It's <laughs> kind of a buzzword. And like, I, I hear it all the time. I'm like, what does it even mean? So I'd really love to get your definition and interpretation of what holistic means absolutely it's a it's a bit of a millennial buzzword isn't it it's just like right. i'm creating a safe space for you you know another buzzword <laughs> <laughs> yes <Yep. laughs> i could i could go on but holistic really is integrating the whole self into your fitness so instead of looking at things very linearly and segmenting your life it's like okay, well, how do all of the different areas of my life impact my fitness? And I've found that a lot of people, especially, you know, a lot of clients, both, you know, fitness clients, but also people at work when they've been struggling in their work life, because I'm a startup executive, it's usually not because they want to be crap at their job or because they don't want to go to the gym and keep those promises they make to themselves, but it's because of some other stressor, which is why it's holistic. So often it's due to stress management. 
And that could be relationships that aren't serving you, spending time with people who aren't really in your corner. It could be your own self-talk and limiting beliefs. It could be childhood trauma that's still playing out in your life. It could be not getting seven to nine hours of sleep. There's lots of different things that we can leverage to help us get our goals. It may also just be not knowing what you're motivated by or what you're energized by yet. So you're doing like this, you see this um, six-week foodie burn program and you'll be (laughs) promised to get this booty that this girl has that has a completely different training history, completely different genetics, completely different upbringing and wonder why aren't I getting the results that this person is getting when you haven't considered your whole self. So that's what holistic fitness means to me. Yeah, I love that so much because it's, and I'm guilty of this, it's so easy to compartmentalize like you're just... (laughs) Jim, and that's just it. And you don't and you you do all the exercises, but you don't think for a second about the second you leave the gym, it's gone and and you're back to all your stress in your world. And, and you're not considering how that's impacting everything else. So as I've done it, like I did, I was on a last summer, I'm like, I'm doing 10,000 steps every day. And like, I managed to not lose one pound doing it for (laughs) Maybe there was some other stress playing a part in that. So that's fantastic. Uh, I did want to dive into how you even came across this. And and so I really just want to dive into your story because I I know, you know, mindset's a big part of this podcast, but uh, I think you've taken it a step further with, with really looking at, you know, really opening up the hood and seeing what's underneath uh, and, you know, childhood trauma is something that has never come up on this show. Um, but I, I've been listening to some of your episodes and, and immediately some light bulbs are going like, oh, yeah, we, we've had a similar bot battle with a soda pop back in, the, in Michigan. It's called pop, by the way. But uh, uh, so I was like, oh, wow, I remember that. Yeah, I've definitely gone through yes. that. So why don't you just dig into you know your story and and where this all started? Absolutely. There's three components to my story. Um, One is a poverty mindset. Two is choosing the wrong relationship. And then three is a thirst and a quest for knowledge. So let's start in my childhood. So I, I was, I was raised in, um, like what America would call underneath the poverty line. I was raised in Australia, so it didn't feel like I was under the poverty line. I always had food on the table, Mm -hmm. but I've been working since I was 13 years old. And what I would spend my money on was a travel. So I could do like cool trips that other kids got to do and and go with their parents and, and go to Bali and stuff like that. And the other thing I would spend my money on was McDonald's and Coca-Cola because <laughs> McDonald's and Coca-Cola wasn't something we were allowed to have. Yep. So I abused it in excess. Absolutely. So, even though it didn't feel like we were poor, the the mindset or I guess the childhood trauma, like I don't feel trauma from it, but it's a pattern that I learned right. was to consume excess because I was deprived compared to other people in my environment. You right, know, we just right. didn't have as much as others. Yep. So that was something I learned from a young age. And until I was 23, I drank at least a can of Coca-Cola every single day. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and feeling like, oh, Lori is so much, <laughs> so far removed from me, let me tell you that I know what it's like to be addicted to sugar and to be addicted to KFC. And oh my goodness, like I know that <laughs> it's the people who live with me when I was 19 are so surprised that I help people in the way I do today. So I can't tell you enough, like how much I know what it's like to kind of be yeah. not, 
not in ideal health. So that yeah, was the first I, thing. Yeah, and I just uh, just to pause on that real quick because yes. I, I I love that so much because. <laughs> And again, this goes back to the, you know, you see that influencer on TikTok or with the six pack abs or whatever. It's like, well, that can't be me. What I love about the coaches I, I work with is that they walked in that client's shoes. Like, you know, like mm. you met Sean, she, he was massively overweight at one point. Yes. You know, they, they've, they've been through these battles uh, and they know how do you, they, they know the pain of that, what that person's going through. They, so it, it's until you can relate to that journey, it's going to be really hard to, to convince someone else to get through it. Um, but yeah, and, and yeah, I was right there. I, I, I didn't realize that we were, again, I didn't find out like the other kids were calling us poor until like I was out of high school, but it's like, right. That deprival, um, is it, pretty dangerous because I, I got the, the college for me, it was Mountain Dew and I, I would get like 24 packs and I would drink it in the cafeteria and it yeah. took a couple of years <laughs> of, oh my God, what am I doing? And I probably took like 20 years off my life right there. It's been nice knowing you all. Um, but, but, yeah, I like to think I haven't taken years off my life so I really <laughs> hope I haven't I hope I turned it around quick enough <laughs> yep yep so all we can do is move forward so all right what's part two yes so and I think the other thing I'd add to that as well is I didn't realize that I had a poverty mindset at yeah. that time and it yeah, took yeah. time to unpeel those layers which we can get to shortly but hopefully anyone else that can relate with this story I, you know you've gotten this awareness from the podcast and don't, don't have to do the hard work that myself and Steve have done uh part two was one was just before I quit you know coca-cola I was Googling Fat Camp New Zealand. I was living in New Zealand at the time because I've always been small. Technically, my BMI was still within a healthy weight range. Mm -hmm. And I um, I guess I do have the gift of parents who are extremely fit and healthy and being a quote unquote skinny kid. Um, I, I didn't struggle with my weight, even though I ate you know not ideal foods. So that's the first thing I'll mention, but it didn't mean that I wasn't healthy on the inside. Yeah. So I was looking up fat camp because I'd put on 30 pounds. I was still within a healthy weight range and doctors were telling me it was all good, but I was suffering from anxiety every single day to the point that I was actually hospitalized with anxiety because I thought it might be tachycardia and I was oh put on God. diazepam. So it was extremely dramatic. Like I was suffering from daily panic attacks and it's yeah. because I'd stopped listening to myself. So therefore I'd stopped putting myself first. I was engaging in processed foods, sugary foods, which then exasperated the anxiety. Right. And then I was so overwhelmed by my own thoughts. The job I was doing at the time wasn't ideal for me. And the relationship that I was in, I was convinced was good for me, but as you'll soon hear, wasn't wasn't that good and going to this uh fat camp which wasn't actually a fat camp it was a wellness camp where we did eight healthy foods it was the first time I heard about like frequency of your own thoughts and that guilt and shame actually hold a different frequency to what joy and love and gratitude do wow. I I studied science at university so I was like an extremely like I, the type of girl that like, give me the data and analysis. And yeah, this was yeah, kind of the, the first airy fairy <laughs> kind of stuff that happened. So I got into gratitude. I got into forgiveness. I had like a little bit of work I needed to do on forgiveness of, of, um, you know, one of my parents and, Ah, uh, about a month into doing this work, my boyfriend at the time divulged some information to me that was relationship breaking. You know, they, they had been, um, not telling me the truth in an yeah. aspect of life. And it was just 
so interesting to me that as soon as I started to like hold a different frequency and level up that he could no longer hold on to the information he'd been lying to me for two years. Interesting. I broke up with him. Yeah. When I broke up with him, all of the habits I was trying to implement, like quitting Coke, quitting processed foods and moving more were so easy. Yes, I still did calories in, calories out. I still moved more often. I still ate more healthier, but it was so easy when I got rid of a relationship that yeah. I had convinced myself was good for me. So this is part two and why I think actually focusing on your stress management, analyzing your life and removing things from your life before adding in the new habits can be extremely helpful. And I've seen this with clients wow. as well, especially when it comes to relationships and friendships. Okay. That's just mind blowing. Because <laughs> again, when, when we got to, we only see the problem and, and, you know, especially, you know, for myself and men in general, we, we just want, we're problem solvers. And we just want to dig in and, and, and you don't take a step back to say like, wait, how did I even get here? You know, and, yes. and what are the underlying causes? And it sounds like, you know, you really lived this holistic journey because you were like anti-holistic up to that point. Like you had yes. all these pieces <laughs> going against you and you were just trying, well, let's just, you know, solve it. And you can't, you've got to fix the problem first. Um, and definitely, obviously relationships are a big, big part of that. And just, mm. you know, I, I'm a lot, actually, I lost my Facebook, uh, right during the pandemic. Like it, I lost it to hackers and it was oh, no. traumatic at first, but when I started a new account, it was like, okay, I'm just going to surround myself with the cool people now and the positive <laughs> influences and it's good energy, it, just good energy. And it, it, I can't even tell you what a difference that makes. So yeah, I get it. That makes sense. So, all right, we've, we've learned <laughs> what to do before we start doing. So what is part three? Part three was really just my own observations and curiosity. So I led a team of 35 and 120 direct indirect reports. And then I also started on the fitness journey and I observed that people that were not doing well at their jobs. So going down, you know, disciplinary processes, it wasn't because they didn't want to be good at their jobs. It's because they weren't taking care of themselves. So at homes, you know, their marriage might not be well. Mm -hmm. um, they're struggling to implement habits that they know is good for them. And it's not a lack of intention. It's a lack of execution. So I was really curious like why why are people you know doing their best but still not showing up in their full capacity yeah. so that's when I went and studied meditation I studied yoga so I'm a registered yoga teacher and I studied fitness fun fact my first job was actually a gymnast coach so I've been and I studied exercise science so I've been in the fitness realm for a long time and, right. and struggled to execute and come full circle um and what I noticed from moving full full blown into the fitness world and HR consulting at the same time, I left that job and started consulting for HR and employee engagement, was that people were burning themselves out on both sides. And yeah. I think that's where the meditation and yoga teacher training really helped me like observe this. At work, people have imposter syndrome. They're feeling like they need to continuously execute and aren't quite getting there. And they burn themselves out. They burn themselves out either from their employers or from their own thoughts. At fitness, people are only thinking about, I need to exercise X times amount yep. per week. I need to do this specific diet plan. 
and then they burn themselves out because it's just another thing in their to-do list. Pair that with me realizing that my success came from removing something from my life. Then I could do all the things I already knew that I wanted to do. That's why it's get your goals without burning out. That's why it's holistic fitness because you know that you should be sleeping seven to nine hours per night eating well most most of the time and moving often. It's the struggle to execute because we don't know how to mo- emotionally regulate or manage our stress that's causing you not to be able to reach those goals. Right, right. Um, and that's, again, it's just... It's, it's it's not rocket science like like we know it's like you said like we know what we need to be doing get get enough mm-hmm. sleep okay duh like move exercise <laughs> eat right and yet we don't do it and, you know and, I, and I've talked to a lot of coaches about this and even they're kind of struggling with like I don't know and, and a lot of it just comes from you know I'm a big believer in the amygdala driving the bus and, and if, yes. if you're not <laughs> you know, if you're not in alignment, you're just, you can know all day long what you need to do, but you're not going to do it. And so, you Mm. know, I really, and it's, I love that you've drawn the parallel between business and fitness and it's holistic on that. Any part of your life, if it's off the rails, it's probably because of another, it's kind of like the body. It's like a lot of times my thumb will be hurting and I realize it's something to do with my elbow. It's got nothing to do with my thumb. Yeah. So it's, kind of the same. it's a weird analogy, but you know, that's kind of, I love that you're just, you're really looking at it from a big picture standpoint and trying to fix the whole versus, you know, fixing the symptoms. So that's fantastic. So Lori, how do we go about doing this? What are some practical ways to get under the hood of our brain and start rewiring things? Yeah, it starts with awareness. So I find there's there's lots of different ways you can gain awareness. Uh, meditation, journaling, you know, yoga, being quiet, you know, whether being quiet is going out for a surf or, or whatever. Often when you're in silence, that's when you can bring more awareness. Yeah. But let's face it, you know, meditation's a little bit too airy-fairy for most people. And that's why in the goal-getting journal that I've published, and, and I'll let you know the three questions that are in the, the reflection, yeah, because please. you don't have to buy the journal to do this, and this will bring awareness <laughs> to you. But buy it anyway, people. Right. <laughs> yeah, buy it if you feel called, but if not, just ask yourself these three questions every afternoon. One, what today energized me? Two, mm. what today drained my energy? Yeah. Three, what did I learn today? And you'll start seeing key themes of the things that are draining you and the things that are energizing you. So if I, back in my story, notice that, you know, having a conversation with my partner drained me and I actually probably didn't treat him ideal because intuitively, like I wasn't as into him as maybe I should have been. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but, you know, I would have identified earlier if I asked myself these questions that being with him drained me. And helping people energized me, being Mm -hmm. outdoors energized me, doing gymnastics in the backyard energized me. And just that awareness would have told me, do more cartwheels in the backyard, drop the boyfriend (laughs) or communicate with the boyfriend. And then also, what did I learn today? Makes you feel good. (laughs) Yeah. Just like progress. Like, yeah, I'm very progress driven. I get the feeling you are too. Um, so like, you know, even anything just to know that go to bed, knowing that you accomplished something and that you've moved exactly. the ball forward a little bit. I love that. That's so cool. 
and I'm going to start doing it because (laughs) I've talked to other mindset coaches and they're all, you know, it's just about like, you know, what do you really like? People try to be like, I'm going to get into this business so I can make a lot of money, but like, why? Like, you know, what's the motivation? Mm. Even for me, like helping fitness coaches out, it's taken me a year to even get to the core of why I want to do that. And it's, it's not even like to get people necessarily healthier from an exercise just from a sheer fitness standpoint because you know i'm not the most fit guy my my nutrition is let's face it it's pretty awful at times especially when i'm on the road <laughs> you travel a lot i travel yeah. a lot uh i work out but not you know a ton but you know what i really love is just the fact that i have such an active lifestyle that allows me to do fun things it's like you know paddleboarding rollerblading and you know ninja gym and whatever else it's like this has really enriched my life i want everyone to experience that so i'm like okay now i get why i want to help people help people get healthy if that makes sense because i'm not a personal trainer myself but like if i can help other coaches get more clients and and get them on the road because a lot of people are just they're they're so far and i take it for granted that i can go do all these things and I, i forget that there's all these folks that are so out of shape right now and and so unhappy and and it just it takes people like you you know to even get them off the couch and and start that journey and so you know again thank you so much for what you do Lori. it's it's amazing and it's this has been so cool i'm going to start this journal like tonight (laughs) (laughs) after that uh but is there anything else that you wanted to touch on uh before we start pitching your amazing services and skills I think what I'd love to touch on is just what you just said in terms of it also being a, being able to reflect on these things, these three things also helps you develop your why. So a lot of people don't have a strong enough why. So yeah. you might've bought the six week booty plan, yep. wanting to have a bigger booty and a snatched waist or to lose weight. And I find that aesthetic fuel is strong enough for a certain amount of time, but ultimately you'll need an aesthetic goal, a functional goal, a mood goal, because eventually you will have your dream body. You will have, you know, what you wanted and it's not strong enough fuel for a lot of people. So by tapping into this self-awareness, you're going to understand your why and you will be able to understand your values as well. I'm a big fan of cognitive behavioral therapy. So yeah, you can yep. work with a therapist on this as well, mm-hmm. but you can also self-journal on these things. So I would encourage people to get curious about why they're energized about what they're energized and why they're drained about what they're drained by. And you'll start seeing some co- some common themes and get really clear on your value and your mission. And as an example, my, my three biggest values are health, optimism, and curiosity or a sense of adventure. So that's what needs to happen in my work, in how I serve everyone listening to this. And my mission is extremely clear, create a ripple effect of kindness. After listening to this, I want you to be nicer. You know, I'd ideally like my, my love is for you to like smile in the shopping center at someone else because you just listened to an awesome podcast. Like it's that simple and you will have that clarity for yourself. It'll make you a lot easier, like to go to the gym or to go to that CrossFit class or whatever it is when you start understanding what energizes you and how you can provide value to the world. Oh, so good. <laughs> and there's, and by the way, you're the first person, you know, we, we've taught aesthetics goals are, you know, that's pretty obvious. And that's, you know, the big draw for everyone. Um, functionality goal is something we have started talking about in this podcast. And I think it does get overlooked, but you are the first person to mention a mood goal. 
Um, yeah, or energy goal. How energized energy do you goal. feel today? Yeah. Right, right. And it's so, and again, we could get into, you know, brain nerdiness, but, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, like NLP can get like, you know, for those of you, neuro-linguistic programming, and I'm not an expert by any means, but it can, because it can get really complicated and you get these giant journals of, of all this, but, you know, one guy summed it up in like one sentence. He said, make yourself feel good, make other people feel good. And uh, and I think that's what you're, you know, just hitting the nail on the head with. And let's all do that. <laughs> let's crack up our cashier at the grocery store today. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I love that. <laughs> Yep. I love it. So Lori, uh, I'm going to be posting like links to at least two episodes of your podcast in the show notes, but in general, how do we follow you connect with you? You know, is there anything you're promoting? You know, let's, let's start following Lori. Hey, so I'm at Lori Lee bootcamp on just about every social. So whether it be TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, or Pinterest and www.goalgettingjournal.com is where you can buy the goal getting journal but yeah as steve mentioned if you're curious about this work you want to listen to a whole bunch of diverse guests um then reach then take a look at the holistic fitness podcast i'd love to help you learn as much as you can to help you reduce your stress and get your goals without burning out absolutely i highly recommend listening to this podcast i'm i'm digging it so much uh the episodes are a little bit longer than mine but they fly by like i was just walking my leg today and just like a 50 minute episode that I felt like I just hit play <laughs> and it was over. Uh, it's so good. So again, Lori, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, and I will definitely be talking to you again soon. Thanks so much, Steve. Health over hype is hosted and produced by yours truly, Steve Gast. The music that you're jamming to right now is called big city lights by Icolix. Please like, and subscribe everywhere. You do get your audio podcast fix and above all have a happy, healthy life.